Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 11, Chapter 133. Philip is ill again, and the congregation increases. In the year of salvation, 1586, on the 16th of January, Philip was struck down by a sudden recurrence of his sickness in a virulent and dangerous form. However, he recovered from it rapidly after being anointed with holy oil, despite expectations, and the surprise of the doctors who called it a miracle. The fathers who lived in our house allowed themselves and their property to be controlled as Philip decided and had no greater desire than to follow the divine will in all things. As a result, their reputation spread far and wide, and in various different places and regions they were sought for with the greatest eagerness. Hence, from the Roman oratory, as from a primal stock, many cuttings began to be transplanted to different cities of Italy, and rooted in fertile soil, they began to spread their branches. Among these, the most famous is the oratory which was built at Naples through the efforts of Francesco Maria Terugi. He was invited there in the year 86 of our century by the Archbishop Annibale di Capua and other leading men. When he arrived in Naples, he accepted lodgings at the Hospital for the Incurable. But soon afterwards, with the help of the local citizens, had a house and church built of great magnificence. It was Archbishop Annibale who laid the first stone for the foundations in a splendid and well-attended ceremony. For the increasing benefit of souls, the fathers of the house in Rome decreed that the following should follow Terugi. Antonio Talpa of San Severino, Francesco Bozio of Gubbio, Tommaso Galetti of Niza, and Michelangelo Tozzi, a lay brother. Later on, three more priests went, Juvenal Ancina of Fossano, Pietro Pozzi of Palermo, and finally Flaminio Ricci of Fermo. Once these had begun to labor in raising up the seeds of the word of God in the vineyard of the Lord, many others came to join our institute, particularly moved by the preaching and example of Teruji, whose name was already well known. Soon it happened, through the favor of God, that more than 60 men had given their names to our congregation to join in our spiritual ranks. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen.
Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's very interesting that Galonio, in this first biography, does not tell us about St. Philip's hesitation to send people to Naples. He doesn't tell us about Philip's opposition, in a way, to this new house that was opening. Now, I say that's interesting. Why? Because we know from other biographies and other sources that this foundation in Naples was not as smooth and simple as Galonio seems to portray it. Although Galonio alludes to it by saying you know, Teruji went there and then later the congregation decreed that others should go. So he, he suggests that this was kind of a project of Teruji. He was there partly to get better air, he was sick, and he began to preach like the oratorians did in Rome, crowds came, and suddenly people were asking, bring your congregation here. So let us keep in mind that the church needs both what we might call optimists and pessimists. Or we might say the church needs sanguine souls and melancholic souls. Those are terms of temperament. That the classical idea is that human beings are one of four kinds, sanguine, choleric, melancholic, phlegmatic. These describe our basic reactions to things, our basic emotional reactions to things. Some people are quick and long lasting in their reactions. Some people are quick and not long lasting. Some people are very slow and long lasting, the melancholic, and some are slow and not long lasting, the phlegmatic. These are not good or bad. These are just observable temperaments that ancient philosophers, medieval thinkers have kind of recognized. And they've been complexified by modern psychology, but they're kind of four basic ways of reacting to things. And Galonio seems to be a sanguine. And sanguine people generally don't see obstacles. They see possibilities. They see fun. They see chances to do good. And in the way Galonio presents things, he often presents them in a kind of best possible light. And this isn't a criticism. It's a matter of how he goes about how he presents things. It's also why his book seems to not have a lot of structure. Sanguine people are not the most organized. If you have a sanguine child or a sanguine spouse or a sanguine friend, you have to let them have fun, but you have to make sure they don't go overboard. And sanguine people can't think too much about what they do. In other words, they're, they're inclined to be kind of emotional in their reactions. And we know that Galonio, when he was a priest, wept a lot. And St. Philip was, made him only say mass 
three times a week because he was so emotional with regards to the Mass. Well, let us then ask the Holy Spirit today to give us the grace to accept whatever it is our temperament is. Let us ask for the grace to have more self-knowledge. Most people are not just one temperament. They're usually some kind of combination where there's a dominant temperament and then a secondary temperament. But then again, these temperaments are descriptions of our reactions, and these temperaments can be well-trained or not well-trained. They can be kind of modified by traumatic experiences in our life. But the basic foundation of the temperaments is how we react to things. And that doesn't really change that much. Before we learned how we should act, it was a kind of basic way we react to things. And that's something that we need to accept. We need to know about ourselves so that we can avoid yielding to our temperament. For example, sanguine people love to look at themselves in the mirror. Sanguine people love their favorite food. It's very hard for them to say no to their favorite food. They like things on the surface to look a certain way. And that's not bad. It's just that they have to be led to go below the surface. They have to be encouraged to go deeper into things. Whereas their opposite temperament, the melancholic, which Baronius was probably very melancholic, he was always seeing what was bad, what was wrong with things. The melancholic sees troubles. And they often have to be told things are not as bad as they seem. Things are not as bad as they seem. And then there is Teruji, the great Teruji. And what is he? Very, very likely he's a choleric. To go off to Naples like this, to set up this whole house by himself, to bring other people there, he is the kind of leader type. The choleric are goal-oriented. They go after something, they see something, and they go after it. Oftentimes, they have to be careful. They don't leave people in their wakes. They don't forget about people because they're so focused on their goal. And then there is the, phleg the phlegmatic. And probably Juvenal and China was phlegmatic. He's mentioned here, blessed Juvenal later on. He's the medical doctor. It took him a long time to find his vocation. And even then, when he was poisoned, he was killed when he became a bishop. He was killed, poisoned. He wouldn't say who it was that had poisoned him. He wouldn't even say he was poisoned, although he knew. He humbly accepted things. The phlegmatic are slow reaction reactors, not long-lasting, and they love harmony. They love peace. They're very steady, very, very steady. And oftentimes they're great scholars. So, Lord, tonight, enlighten us about our own temperament. Allow us to accept how you've made us. Help us to avoid the weaknesses of our temperament. And help us, in whatever way you've created us, to serve you, to work in the vineyard where you put us, to bear for fruit, to tend the vineyard, to bring forth fruit, get rid of the weeds, to take care of that little patch that's been entrusted to us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.